Hey, this is Nikki McCrary, lead pastor at Eastern Heights Baptist Church in Statesboro, Georgia, where we exist to be a life-changing church. So as you listen, I pray that you will be encouraged in your walk with Christ and that your life will be forever changed as you grow in your relationship with Him. Well, good morning, church. I'm going to catch my breath for just a minute. Um, and I had to take off my jacket. I was sweating. Sorry. It's, it's a little bit hotter over there. In 2010, a collapse at the San Jose Copper Mine in northern Chile trapped 33 guys over 2,000 feet underground. If you're claustrophobic, you're probably like me, like, stop right there. But Foreman Luis Urroza immediately recognized the seriousness of the accident and took charge. He organized the men together for a long-term survival situation, and he helped them cope mentally with the situation. He made detailed maps of the area to help with the rescue effort and coordinated closely within the engineers on the surface. He was the last guy out when they got everybody. And he remained cool under pressure and calm. And all he said when he got out, he goes, man, that was a really long shift. <laughs> on December the 1st, 1955, in segregated Alabama, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat in a colored section of a bus to a white passenger when ordered to do so by the driver. Her non-action had her arrested. She lost her job. She received death threats. However, her action became one of the most powerful symbols to the modern civil rights movement. Malala grew up in northwest Pakistan, where the Taliban had often banned girls from attending school. She became a vocal supporter of female education when a Taliban gunman, you might remember this in the news, when a Taliban gunman shot her three times in the head trying to assassinate her. She survived, and the attack provoked worldwide outrage. And in Pakistan, it led to ratification of the Right to Education Bill. Since her recovery, she has become the youngest person to receive the Nobel Prize. You see, these three people were simply saying these three words by their actions. Go ahead. Or sorry, these two words, not three. Follow me. That's all they were saying. Follow me. Those two words, I'm going to move this forward just a smidge. Those two words are actually the most powerful words in our English language, some of them. They force action. They force you to make a decision you, you just can't not, like, follow somebody but not follow them. You either follow them or you don't follow them. When somebody says, follow me, you either turn and go that way or you turn and you follow them. There is no, like, well, it's just going to go this way. No, that means you're not following them. But if you choose to follow, you actually give up something, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's pride, whether it's freedom. 2,000 years ago, a Jewish carpenter uttered these same words. Over 17 times in the Bible, we have it recorded that he said these same words to people. He said, follow me, follow me. A lot of what he was trying to communicate, he didn't actually need words to communicate, but he chose to use these two words. And since then, a movement of Jesus followers was started, a movement that embraced the past, but it had a new mandate 
to love one another. Let's go to the next slide. In John 13, 30, 34 through 35, Jesus actually told his disciples, he said, I'm giving you a new command. You must love each other just as I have loved you. If you love each other, everyone will know. They won't assume, they will know that you are my disciples. You can also insert Jesus' follower here. They'll know. And as I've been teaching in, in, in Namibia, my disciples, I'm like, hey guys, you continue to fight and bicker amongst yourself? What do you think the other people think you are? Do they think you're a Jesus follower? No. You gotta love each other first. <laughs> this is a message, this is a message in a message in a message. We could do a series on this, but I'm gonna move on. Um, So since that time, over 2,000 years ago, when Jesus said, you must love one another and follow me, many Jesus followers have left their native countries and gone into distant lands to utter those, in those same words and spread those, <coughs> to, those words to others. Sorry, Others have continued to live in their own cities like you have, in their own nations, and live out those words in their everyday life. But in, in 2017, Claudia and I moved to Chumque, Namibia, and were compelled to go share these words with the Bushmen, with the Junquas people. Now, the past month, you as a church have been talking about your vision, but God gave us a vision, and it was simply this. There's three things. Clear, understandable, and reproducible. We want to bring the good news of Jesus Christ in a clear way, in an understandable way, and this is the key, in, an under, in a reproducible way. So in essence, we're calling the Junquas people to follow Jesus. The Junquas live in an area <clears throat> surrounded by Chumque, which is a small little city. They speak a click language, if you hadn't picked that up yet. Uh, the Bible isn't translated into their native tongue, and even if it was, most can't read or write. They're an oral culture. They have no way to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Traditionally, they were able to roam freely. They were able to go hunt and gather. Um, but with, when there were no fences and boundaries, but since those have come in, it has restricted their movement. And actually today, they have been put on like a reservation like we did with the Indians. Um, so you have alcoholism and a loss of Identity is a constant struggle uh, where we live. But as a Jesus follower, you might say, well, why, why did you and Claudia give up everything you have, everything familiar, and go live with, with the Junquas people? Why not just let them be? Well, do you, do you remember what Jesus' last words to us as Jesus followers were before we went to heaven? Before he went to heaven, sorry. Do you remember what they were? What did he say? Go and make disciples. He said, go. So he's called some of us to go, whether it's here or over there. Doesn't matter. I'll get to that later. But we're also reminded in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis. Genesis 1, chapter 27 says this. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God. I want to stop right there. You are created in the image of the eternal, everlasting, 
creator of everything. Pause and think about that for a second. Yes, your mom and dad created you, but God knit you together in your mama's womb. But you, every person here, is created in the image of God. That's just mind-blowing to me. He created them, male and female. He created all of them. He created every Republican. He created every Democrat, every boss, every skin color, every tribe, every nation, every neighbor, good or bad. He created them in the image of God. He created them regardless of their location on this planet. He created them regardless of their social status, whether they're masked, unmasked, vaccinated, not vaccinated. Every person is precious to him. Go with the next slide, please. To say it this way, there are no labels. There's just people. By their actions, this is basically what Rosa, Luis, and Malala, and Jesus were saying. There's no labels here. We're all just people. Come, follow me. This is what compelled us to go. So if clear, reproducible, and understandable are our vision and our goals, then you might say, well, okay, Jeremy, how are things going? Well, let me tell you. In the past two years, while COVID has become a new vocabulary word, even in June class, okay, they call it COVID. In English, they're, just, they're like, COVID. It's, it's hilarious. You're on the radio, and you're listening to maybe a different language in Afrikaans, which is the trade language, or I've heard German sometimes, and you hear all this, and you're like, I don't understand what they're talking about in here, COVID. Everybody just throws in, it's like, they, just, they haven't translated it. They just use the English COVID, and that's it. But COVID's become a new vocabulary word across this world. Uh, we have been able to create over 20 stories, 25 stories, for the main Bible story arc in our oral Bible story. And I'm going to play for you a sample of the very first one right here. Um, we have put them on these solar-powered MP3 players. Um, and you can kind of think of these as your portable Bible, portable Sunday school curriculum, portable hymnal. One Spirits. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. That is the very first story in the story set. We started in Genesis and we worked all the way up to Paul. Uh, what that story talks about is in the beginning, God created everything and everything was good. And the spirit world was there, and it existed. We think of, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but the spirit world was there. And we know what happened. We know that there was one spirit there that thought he was better than God. Yeah? What do we call him? Yeah, Satan. We know that he rebelled against God, and he took some other spirits with him, and that God turned around and said, because of your inaction, you're not God, by the way. And actually, I am God, and at the end time, you're going to spend the eternity in the eternal fire pit. So we talk about that story first. Then the second story, then we get into Adam and Eve and the creation. Um, but this is, a, this is an oral Bible story set. It's not a direct translation of the Bible. Um, I've been doing some direct translation. We've been able to translate various scriptures. I've been able to translate um, 
the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew, 4, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, also some other in there. And I've been able to actually put it, put it overlay it with a, some video, um, which has been pretty cool. Um, I'm not a Bible translator, but that's kind of the role that I kind of stepped into a little bit uh, throughout this process. Um, a lot of times you know that if God says go, you just go, and then he provides you the tools as you need them sometimes. Um, yeah, um, so we've been able to put 25 stories on these uh, MP3 uh, players. Because of the generosity of this church and other churches and people, we've been able to buy more and more of these. These cost about 25 U.S. dollars. They cost me about $20 to get them imported in custom fees <laughs> per player. It's ridiculous. Um, but I'm going to try to get some and put them in my luggage <clears throat> on the way back. Maybe I can save some money. Um, but uh, we've been able to give one of these, if not one, two of these to each village. There's about 40 villages that surround where we live, remote villages. Um, and we've been able to take these out and give these to people. And we've got the 25 stories on here. We've got some of the, the, um, the Bible verses that we've been able to translate, some of the scriptures. And one of the things that just was totally organic was as I was going out to these villages and we're starting to share the good news and my disciples are the ones doing the teaching and, and things like that, beforehand they would gather people around and they would just start, they would just start clapping and then they would start bursting out in a song. And I started to recognize right away, I'm like, these are really like just heartfelt, just songs of faith. I don't know where they came from, but they just, they've experienced God in some way and they're just, they're throwing them out there. And so I'd like to play for you a sample of, of the song um, real quick if we can. I threw them a technical curveball this morning. There we go. So I've got, we've got more of these things available. You can listen to more of the, the songs and stuff on our, on our blog if you want to. Um, we've got prayer cards sitting. I think I put them over there. Um, it's got our blog address on there if you want to take one of these today. We've got plenty of these um, to give out um, and go listen. But that is, that is the song, yes, Yesu is Jesus. That is translated, their translation for Jesus is Yesu. And so... Um, that is one of the songs, and as we've gone from village to village, I've gone and I've recorded these songs, and then I put them on the players, and then I've, I'll take them to another village and give them, and they're like, oh, we haven't heard that song before. Oh, that's that, that's that village over there singing that one, and now they know I'm coming, and they're like, can we sing some songs so you can record them and we can share them with everybody else? And it's been the most amazing thing, and then as I go to villages and as we're spending the night there, right before bed, you'll, you'll, you'll hear either scripture being played or they're gathered around singing, uh, they're gathered around just listening to songs, singing, singing these songs of faith. And it's the, it's the coolest thing. Um, so not only is this a Bible and curriculum, it's also your hymnal. It's your band. Sorry, Jordan, to replace you guys all this with just this, but that's what we've done. We basically have replaced all of this stuff, which is this. Um, we've, gone, we've gone back to our roots in a way. Um, 
But that's what happens when you encounter an oral culture. You have to go back. Um, yeah. And the cool thing is that we've been able to do this, all this in their native language. Despite that I'm 40, mid-40s, going on 47, um, was monolingual up until my mid-40s. And um, Jun class is one of the hardest languages, according to our professional language coach, to learn. Um, both Claudia and I, and we've actually been able to do some translation. And it's only by his grace, only by his goodness. Um, go to the next slide, if you would. So, during all this, um, I've been able to, to intentionally, I know this picture's kind of dark, but you can just kind of see some guys sitting here, and this is me on the end. Um, been, in, been able to intentionally disciple a group of guys. Why do I want to intentionally disciple them? Well, work visas have been a problem, but we've come to share the good news. We haven't come to, to plant a church. We haven't come to, to, make, to make the world revolve around us. And I intentionally told them, I'm teaching you these things so that when I have to leave, you can go teach others. And then they can teach others. And they can teach others. And that's intentional discipleship. And so that's what I've, that's what I've been doing. And so um, go, to, go to the next slide, please. And out of that has come us going out to the villages as, we've, as, as in, the, in the little town that we live, as Jesus followers have come in. And they, these guys have been going out and sharing their faith. One of the very first things I do is say, hey, look. Uh, we, we look at the Great Commission, but we also look at the fact, I use, um, and we say, I want you to start praying for five guys, five people. Just start praying for them that you know that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And they'll take it, and they'll start praying for those guys, and they'll go share with them that week. And then if they don't, they don't, they turn them away, they'll go back, and they'll go share with them again. And then they'll come back to me, and I'm so, that guy needs to, Jesus, look at him, he's over there just ruining his life. And I'm like, I know. And so then we look at the parable of the sower and we talk about the condition of the heart and I say, we've just got to keep praying for that guy. Got to keep praying for him. And so they keep praying for him. They keep praying for him. And then right before we left, one of those guys came to faith in Jesus. And my neighbor, was, he was so happy. He's like, yes, he's finally starting to change. It's awesome. These guys are so hungry just to go share. So now we go out into the villages and we've, we develop a, a basic 10-lesson um, uh, curriculum on just what it means to be a Jesus follower. This first one here, um, he's uh, writing in the sand, the Romans road, um, Romans 6.23, talking about there's a gap. Because Adam and Eve sinned, there's now a gap. Jesus comes to bridge that gap. Go to the next slide, if you would. Um, as we go out to the villages and as we teach, um, by the way, I think I mentioned the vehicle. Um, that we have been able to purchase. It's a 4x4 Ford Ranger, not like a small one, but a massive big one that has all these things on it, lights, and it has a, has a high lift jack on it and all this stuff in case I get stuck. Um, it can get me out. And I got spare tire, two spare tires, because when we go out into the bush, I'm talking, we're, 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 it's not like a South Georgia dirt road, okay? South Georgia dirt road is like a paved road over there. That's nice, what you got here, okay? I live on a dirt road now, so... It's, it's nice. But out there, it's like you're just driving through the bush with thorns everywhere and animals and stuff. And so thank you for all the church and everybody else who's been able to help us purchase that vehicle because it's basically been a taxi for the good news of Jesus to go out to the villages. Um, we go out to these villages and we show the Jesus film on the first night 
And, um, and then the second night, we've been able to show the Passion of the Christ. It's not translated yet. I'm hopefully going to work on that when I get back. They want to, me to translate that part for them. Um, it really resonates with them. And I'll tell you this, that the part that I totally blew my mind when I first showed it to just a few group of, group of guys just to kind of test it out and see the reaction was the part where they put the crown of thorns on Jesus' head. I don't know if you remember that. And then the one guy came by, the one soldier came by, and he goes, bam, and, and pushes him down even further. And you see Jim Caviezel kind of winch, and you see, okay, they audibly gasp because they live in an environment where thorns are present every day of their life, and they know they've had four-inch thorns in their bodies, in their feet, and they know the pain. And so that's why that movie resonates with them. And they, it's, it's, it's gruesome, yes, very much so. But they were like, we now understand what he went through. We have heard people maybe come before and say something about Jesus, but now we understand it. We can see it. Wow. So we go and we, we, sh we show the, the films and we do the teaching. Like I said, I'm basically now just a taxi driver. They say, let's go. I loaded up Anastasia with me last time, and we went and we slept under the baobab tree, and the guys did all the teaching, and they showed all the videos and did all that stuff. And I'm sitting there going, this is awesome, because I've taught them, and now they're teaching other people. And I'm like, yes, they're, they're getting it. But enough from me. I want you to hear from them. So if you can play that video. This is Toma. He is one of my disciples and one of my main teachers, actually. And I will translate, don't worry. Okay, anybody want to come over and help me translate? <laughs> it's, it's an amazing language. Um, Eric says, I, he, Homa says, I'm very happy because now I can understand the words from the Bible in my own language. Let that sink in for just a moment. You're so blessed here in America. How many Bibles do you have in your house? How many translations do you have? I'm happy because I can now understand words from the Bible in my own language. I'm so happy because words that I didn't understand before, now I can fully understand the words and its meaning. And I'm going to start change, start to change. Here's another guy, Sama. I'll read this to you. He says, these words <clears throat> that... Jeremy and Claudia are giving us, are going well. Uh, they hold on, let us hold on to them so that it can, can continue and let us teach others the same way that they have been teaching us so that it can continue, so that we can know it. They get it. And one more from um, May. She is one of my translators also. She said, uh, I, wanna be, I, want to, I want to thank the American people who sent Jeremy and Claudia to us to come teach us the word of God, that people are also coming to hear the good words of God and open their hearts for it, and some are also being baptized. And then in parentheses, she wrote, me. Which is so cool because she was baptized right before we left, um, along with about five other ladies that Claudia has been, been discipling and teaching. I'm going to let her come and talk about that real quick, actually. So that's your cue. If you can go to the next slide, please. Do I have to press any buttons, or is this good? Okay, there you go. 
So this is me sitting under a tree with, um, there's probably five other ladies too, not even in the picture, and all their children are running around. Um, but that's where you'll find me most days, um, is under a tree with the ladies. They chit chat, just like any other group of ladies. Um, we will be working some days and not other days. Uh, we make ostrich egg jewelry. There's some in the fellowship hall if you'd like to look at any of it. Um, and we might be sewing. Um, yeah, she, she hand sewed that skirt, by the way. <laughs> yes, they have taught me how to sew uh, by hand. And, um, but now it's really cool because the audio Bible, they'll sit around and play this now. And the ladies have listened to it over and over and over that they're actually saying it as it's being played. And their children are running around singing these songs. Um, they've made the, one song is Zacchaeus. And we all know Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was him. Well, there's a June Twas wee little man song for them to sing and so the kids all know it and so it's getting into their hearts um i also on wednesdays we have a specific time for the ladies to do bible study mm -hmm. and so i sit and i'll play one of the stories that um, the translation team has created and i play it two or three times so that it gets into their hearts um, because they're an oral people they can't just look at it um, and then I ask them questions. What does this story tell us about God? What does it tell us about humans? What do you like about this story? And what do you not like about this story? How does this story change how you're going to follow Jesus today? And then the last one is, who needs to hear this story? And we practice it. And by the time the, the story time and our Bible study is over, they pretty much can say the story because they're amazing learners um, to learn something orally and then turn around and share it again. And so they learn these stories and then they go tell their neighbors. Um, like Jeremy said, the guys are praying for five people. It's sharing these stories. And so it's getting into their hearts and they, we encourage them to ask questions. How many times people have stood up and said, da, 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 this is what you're supposed to believe. But we're saying, this is God's word. And if you're following him, his spirit is in your heart. And mm -hmm. he will show you how to walk with him every day mm -hmm. and how to follow him. Yeah. One of the, you might need to head back over there because of time. Um, one of, the, uh, one of the lessons that we do in the Bible curriculum is actually how to, how to study your Bible. And we ask them, we actually, we actually uh, get them to, to practice those, those questions and asking each other those questions so that they're not dependent upon one person to sit there and lead everything, so that they're actually exploring the Bible together at this, at this young stage of infancy of following Jesus. Um, let's go through some, some more pictures um, so here's the, here's the truck, um, the backside of the truck. It's loaded down with a bunch of oil, beans, rice, other things like that. Um, uh, doing some, um, 
let's see, fall of 2020, yeah, fall of 2020 when COVID really hit and all the restrictions hit, uh, they locked down the country and one third of the economy is based on tourism, especially where the June Plus live. And so selling the, the ostrich eggs jewelry and other thing like that. So that just dried up. And so hunger, hunger was there. Starvation was not far behind. And so our organization had raised a bunch of money. And um, they said, hey, this is available. And we said, hey, sure, let's, I'll use my vehicle and maybe co-op some other vehicles from somewhere. And let's go out to the villages. And, and we were able to, to do some relief effort doing that. Um, go to the next, next slide. Uh, there's my assistant helping me, Anastasia, um, handing out um, oil and rice and stuff like that. Go to the next slide, please. Uh, this is one of my favorite pictures because this, this man right here is Dom. He is my first disciple and my namesake. And um, standing next to him um, is a guy that I was telling you about earlier that where he was uh, frustrated because he would go share the gospel with this guy, go share the good news. He was a guy that he was praying for, and he just rejected it. He would walk right past. We'd have Bible study at his house, Dom's house, and the other guy would walk by, just walk by, just walk by. And then finally he said, he came, and he said, no, I want to change. I want to give my life over to Jesus right now. And so um, Dom, his name is also Dom. Names are very... They, they, they don't have a lot of names to, to, to go around. Um, but this is actually Dom, another Dom, Dom 2, if you want to put it that way. He's actually standing in front of this, at a village for the very first time, sharing his story, saying, look, this is what Jesus did in my life. He's changed me. He has changed me. Um, go to the next slide. Uh, that's some more relief food. Go to the next slide. Uh, go back to the other one, sorry. I'll come to that in just a moment. I want to want to talk about. So as, as my time wanders, I can see here, let me kind of wrap it up this way. Um, our goals have been clear, understandable, and reproducible. I think we've hit clear, and I think we've hit understandable. We're on goal. We're on goal. But the most encouraging thing is the reproducible fact of it. And because of that, Kawadi and I have had to make the decision that actually to, to stay there full time would actually be a detriment not only to us, but probably to the gospel going forward, because they really need to take it. They really need to own it, and they need to go with it now. Uh, because of COVID, we were supposed to have teammates. We don't have any teammates. We've been isolated for two years by ourselves with no help, nobody else coming over. It's taken a toll on us. We cannot do that again physically, mentally, as a family. Um, our parents are aging. Um, our work visa situation is so attainable. Maybe we can get it this year. Maybe we cannot get it. Um, and so we've just made this, made the decision and like, okay, God, it's time for us to move back to the States full time, but we want to continue to go and stay with AIM, but to go every two years and to go back and to love on them for like two to three months. And our goal is to hopefully bring some of you guys along to do ministry. Um, it's about a four or five day trip <laughs> when you leave here to get there. And so you can just imagine how isolated it is, um, but that is, that, is, that is where we're headed. Um, God has called us to, to start a small business here uh, through our farm. We've got a farm now, and we're going to produce produce. And as we've been praying over the Lord's Prayer, where God says, may your kingdom come here as it is in heaven. And that is our prayer. God, may our kingdom come here in Bullock County. May your kingdom come here in Chumquay as it is in heaven. And so we want, we want our farm to be a light in this community, but we also want to have the flexibility 
to then every two years to leave for two or three months and to still love on these people, to still go back and to still encourage and love on them. Let's go to the next slide as the much-needed rain falls from the sky. Thank you, Jesus. Um, that's a farmer speaking to you. Um, the good news of Jesus isn't for bad people to become good, but for dead people to be alive. I can't remember where I ran across this a few weeks ago, but it's from Ezekiel 37, the famous passage about dry bones, the dry bones coming alive. And I thought this was a great reminder for us, all as missionaries, whether we're over there or whether we got to look across our yard and see our neighbor or our neighbors, or we go to work and run into people. It's not about making bad people good. That's humanitarian stuff, okay? And yes, there's a humanitarian element to what we do overseas, but our, our goal is to basically do what Jesus said, follow me, follow me. Lay down what you got, follow me, and I'm going to turn the dead into a life. And you're going to be alive in Christ. And I have seen that firsthand through so many people, people who were dead, that's it. When they died, they're done. Who are now alive. So, I appreciate Jordan reaching out to me earlier and asking about one of my favorite songs. And you guys sang it, The Wonder's Cross. Because I love the phrase, one of the phrases that resonates in there with me is that we're, it says, and it bids me come to die so that I might live. And that is part of following Jesus. Jesus said, if you want to come follow me, you must what? Take up your cross daily, crucify yourself, and come and follow me. And so as a Jesus follower, I want to leave you with this, two questions. This week, who do you need to not label and just love? Who do you need to not put a label on as a Democrat, a Republican, vaccinated, non-vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. Who do you not need to label? But who do you just need to love? Think about that for just a moment. There's got to be somebody in your circle of influence that God has put you in. And as he brings that person to your mind, how are you going to love them? That's the next question. How are you going to love them? It might just be a simple act of kindness. It might be a smile. It might be a handshake. It might, you might need to ask for forgiveness for something. But how are you going to love them? Thank you guys for your time this morning. I hope I was an encouragement to you. I hope you got to see a little bit of what God is doing overseas. But I want to encourage you. You're missionaries. We're all missionaries. We're all Jesus followers. And the command is to, to what? To love one another. So what? So they will know that we are Jesus followers. Don't treat people and label them. Just, just treat people as people. These are lessons I've learned from being overseas for so many years. Thank you guys for your support, your prayers and everything. And um, like I said, our prayer cards... Our, woo, thank you, Jesus, for the rain. 
Our prayer cards are over there on the table. And if you want to go into the fellowship hall and snag some of that jewelry before it's gone, you're more than welcome to do that. Let me pray for, for you guys as you go out this week, as we all go out. Jesus, may your kingdom come here in Bullock County as it is in heaven. Forgive us where we have failed you. Forgive those who have done wrong against us. Enable us this week to lay that, that guilt, that bitterness, that anger down. Help us to love that person that you put on our mind. Show us how we can love that person that you put on our mind. Father, I'm so thankful for the lessons that you've taught us that we can share this morning. And I hope that it's an encouragement as we go about in Bullock County this coming week as your missionaries in Bullock County to love on everybody. It's in your name we pray. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by this message today. If you would like more details on our church, please visit us at ehbcstatesboro.org.